Gridbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Fairy tales are important in a child's development because they help the child deal with the challenges in life. In Hansel and Gretel, the brother and sister have to deal not only with poverty, but an evil stepmother and a weak father. The terrifying forest represents the outside world of danger and risk, and the witch represents all that is demonic, dark, and deep. Children live in a world of mystery and magic. Because their knowledge is limited, the adults seem to have immense power over them. The evil witches, wizards, dwarves, and dragons stand for all that is terrifying and threatening in the outside world. How do they cope? Well, it's interesting that in so many of these stories, all the adults are evil in one way or another. Even Hansel and Gretel's father is weak and won't stand up to his domineering and cruel wife. But the children are innocent, intelligent, and brave. Hansel, the hero, is smarter than everyone else. He has courage, optimism, and faith. But it is his little sister who saves the day, destroys the witch, and helps find the way home. Through the story, we answer fear with faith, cowardice with courage, and evil with a combination of smart thinking and resourceful sharing. This classic fairy tale is from the Blue Fairy Book, an anthology of folk tales collected by Andrew Lang, who died in 1915. He was a Scottish writer, journalist, and poet, and like a good number of writers of the time, was fascinated by folk tales and fairy stories. Here is Father Longenecker telling the story of Hansel and Gretel. Once upon a time, there dwelt on the outskirts of a large forest a poor woodcutter with his wife and two children. The boy was called Hansel, and the girl, Gretel. He had always little enough to live on, and once when there was a great famine in the land, he couldn't even provide them with daily bread. One night, as the woodcutter was tossing about in bed, full of cares and worry, he sighed and said to his wife, "'What's to become of us? How are we to support our poor children now that we have nothing more for ourselves?' "'I'll tell you what, husband,' answered the woman. "'Early tomorrow we'll take the children out into the thickest part of the wood, "'and there we shall light a fire for them and give them each a piece of bread, "'and then we'll go on to our work and leave them alone. "'They won't be able to find their way home, and we shall thus be rid of them.' "'Oh, no, wife,' said her husband. "'That I won't do. "'How could I find it in my heart to leave my children alone in the wood?' The wild beasts would soon come and tear them to pieces. 
"'You fool,' she said. "'Then we must all four die of hunger, "'and you may as well just go and plane the boards for our coffins.' "'And she left him no peace until he consented. "'The children, too, had not been able to sleep for hunger "'and had heard what their stepmother had said to their father. "'Gretel wept bitterly and spoke to Hansel. "'Now it's up with us.' "'No, no, Gretel,' said Hansel. "'Don't fret yourself. "'I'll be able to find a way to escape. "'No fear.' And when the old people had fallen asleep, he got up, slipped on his little coat, opened the back door, and stole out. The moon was shining clearly, and the white pebbles which lay in front of the house glittered like bits of silver. Hansel bent down and filled his pocket with as many of them as he could cram in, and then he went back and said to Gretel, "'Be comforted, my little sister, and go to sleep. God will not desert us.' And he lay down in bed again. At daybreak, even before the sun was up, the stepmother came and woke the two children. "'Get up, you liar-beds. We're all going to the forest to fetch wood.' She gave them each a bit of bread and said, "'There's something for your lunch, but don't you eat it all up before you get there, cause it's all you'll get.' Gretel took the bread under her apron, as Hansel had the stones in his pocket. Then they set out together on the way to the forest.' After they had walked for little, Hansel stood still and looked back at the house, and this maneuver he kept repeating again and again. His father observed him and said, Hansel, what are you gazing at there, and why do you always remain behind? Take care you don't lose your footing. Oh, father, said Hansel, I'm looking back at my white kitten, which is sitting on the roof, waving me a farewell. The woman said, what a donkey you are. That isn't your kitten. That's just the morning sun shining on the chimney. But Hansel had not looked back at his kitten, but had always dropped one of the white pebbles out of his pocket onto the path. When they had reached the middle of the forest, the father said, uh, Now, children, go and fetch a lot of wood, and I'll light a fire that you may not feel cold. Hansel and Gretel heaped up brushwood till they had made a pile nearly the size of a small hill. The brushwood was set fire to, and when the flames leapt high, the woman said, "'Now lie down by the fire, children, and rest yourselves. "'We're going into the forest to cut down wood, "'and when we've finished, we'll come back to fetch you.' "'Hansel and Gretel sat down by the fire, "'and at midday ate their few bits of bread. "'And when they heard the strokes of the axe, "'they thought their father was quite near, "'but it was no axe they heard, "'but a bough he had tied onto a dead tree "'that was blown about by the wind.' And when they had sat for a long time, their eyes closed with the fatigue, and they fell fast asleep. When they awoke, at last it was pitch dark. Gretel began to cry and said, How are we ever to get out of the wood? But Hansel comforted her. Wait a bit, he said, till the moon is up, and then we'll find our way, sure enough. And when the moon had risen, he took his sister by the hand and followed the pebbles, which shone like new threepenny bits, and showed them the path. They walked on through the night and at daybreak reached their father's house again. They knocked at the door, and when the stepmother opened it, she exclaimed, "'You naughty children! What a time you've slept in the wood! We thought you were never going to come back!' But the father rejoiced, for his conscience had reproached him for leaving his children behind by themselves. Not long afterward, there was again a great dearth in the land, and the children heard their mother address their father thus in bed one night— "'Everything is eaten up once more. "'We have only half a loaf in the house, "'and when that's done, it's all up with us. "'The children must be got rid of. "'We'll lead them deeper into the wood this time, "'so that they won't be able to find their way out again. "'There is no other way of saving ourselves.' 
The man's heart smote him heavily, and he thought, surely it would be better to share the last bite with one's children. But his wife wouldn't listen to his arguments, and did nothing but scold and reproach him. But the children were awake, and had heard the conversation. And when the old people were asleep, Hansel got up and wanted to go out and pick up pebbles again, as he had done the first time. But the woman had barred the door, and Hansel couldn't get out. But he consoled his little sister and said, Don't cry, Gretel, and sleep peacefully, for God is sure to help us. At early dawn, the woman came and made the children get up. They received their bit of bread, but it was even smaller than the time before. On the way to the wood, Hansel crumbled it in his pocket, and every few minutes he stood still and dropped a crumb on the ground. "'Hansel, what are you stopping and looking about you for?' said the stepmother. I "'I'm looking at my little pigeon, which is sitting on the roof, waving me a farewell.' "'Fool,' she said, "'that isn't your pigeon. It's the morning sun glittering on the chimney.' But Hansel gradually threw all his crumbs on the ground. The woman led the children still deeper into the forest, farther than they had ever been in their lives before. Once again, a big fire was lit, and the mother said, "'Just sit down here, children, and if you're tired, you can sleep a bit. We're going into the forest to cut down wood, and in the evening, when we're finished, we will come back to fetch you.' At midday, Gretel divided her bread with Hansel, for he had strewn his all along the path. Then they fell asleep. And the evening passed away, but nobody came for the poor children. They didn't awake until it was pitch dark, and Hansel comforted his sister, saying, "'Only wait, Gretel, till the moon rises. Then we shall see the breadcrumbs I scattered along the path, and they will show us the way back to the house.' When the moon appeared, they got up, but they found no crumbs, for the thousands of birds that fly about the woods and fields had picked them up and eaten them all. "'Never mind,' said Hansel to Gretel. You, you, "'You'll see. We'll find a way out.' But they did not. They wandered about the whole night in the forest, and the next day, from morning to evening, but they could not find the path back to the house. And they were very hungry, too, for they had nothing to eat but a few berries they found, and at last they were so tired that their legs refused to carry them any longer, so they lay down under a tree and fell fast asleep.' On the third morning, after they had left their father's house, they set about their wandering again, but only got deeper and deeper into the wood, and now they felt that if help did not come to them soon, they must perish. At midday, they saw a beautiful little snow-white bird sitting on a branch, which sang so sweetly that they stopped still and listened to it. And when its song was finished, it flapped its wings and flew in front of them. They followed it and came to a little house, on the roof of which it perched. And when they came quite near, they saw that the cottage was made of bread and roofed with cakes, while the window was made of transparent sugar. "'Now we'll set to,' said Hansel, "'and I'll eat a bit of the roof, and you, Gretel, can eat some of the window, which you'll find a sweet morsel.' Hansel stretched up his hand and broke off a little bit of the roof to see what it tastes like, and Gretel went into the casement and began to eat the window, and there and thereupon a shrill voice called out from inside the house. "'Nibble, nibble, little mouse, who's been nibbling at my house?' The children answered, "'Tis heaven's own child, the tempest wild,' and went on eating without putting themselves about." Hansel, who thoroughly appreciated the roof, tore down a big bit of it, while Gretel pushed out a whole round window pane and sat down better to enjoy it. 
Suddenly the door opened, and an ancient dame leading on a staff hobbled out. Hansel and Gretel were so terrified that they let what they had in their hands fall, but the old woman shook her head and said, "'Oh, ho, ho, you dear children, who led you here? Just come in and stay with me. No ill shall befall you.' She took them both by the hand and led them into the house, and laid a most sumptuous dinner before them. "'milk and sugared pancakes with apples and nuts, "'and after they had finished, two beautiful white beds were prepared for them, "'and Hansel and Gretel lay down in them "'and felt as if they had got into heaven. "'The old woman had appeared to be friendly, "'but she was really an old witch who had waylaid the children "'and had only built the little bread house in order to lure them in. "'When anyone came into her power, she killed, cooked, and ate them, "'and held a regular feast for the occasion.' Now witches have red eyes and cannot see far, but, like beasts, they have a keen sense of smell and know when human beings pass by. When Hansel and Gretel fell into her hands, she laughed maliciously and said jeeringly, <laughs> I've got them now. They shan't escape me. Early in the morning, before the children were awake, she rose up, and when she saw them both sleeping so peacefully, she muttered to herself, Oh, that'll be a dainty bite. And then she seized Hansel with her bony hand and carried him into a little stable and barred the door on him. He might scream as much as he liked. It did him no good. Then she went to Gretel, shook her till she awoke and said, Get up, you lazy bones, and fetch water and cook something for your brother. When he's fat, I'll eat him up. Gretel began to cry bitterly, but it was of no use. She had to do what the wicked witch told her. So the best food was cooked for poor Hansel, but Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Every morning the old woman hobbled out to the stable and cried, Hansel, put out your finger so that I may feel if you're getting fat. But Hansel always stretched out a bone, and the old dame, whose eyes were dim, couldn't see it, and thinking always it was Hansel's finger, wondered why he fattened so slowly. And when four weeks had passed and Hansel still remained thin, she lost patience and determined to wait no longer. Hey, Gretel, she called to the girl. Be quick and get some water. Hansel may be fat or thin. It doesn't matter. I'm going to kill him tomorrow and cook him and eat him for my supper. Oh, how the poor little sister sobbed as she carried the water. How the tears rolled down her cheeks. "'Kind heaven, help us now!' she cried. "'If only the wild beasts in the wood had eaten us, "'then at least we should have died together. "'Hold your peace,' said that old hag. "'It won't help you to cry.' "'Early in the morning Gretel had to go out "'and hang up the kettle full of water and light the fire. First we'll bake,' said the old dame. "'I've heated the oven already and kneaded the dough.' "'She pushed Gretel out to the oven "'from which the fiery flames were already issuing. "'Creep in,' said the witch, "'and see if it's properly heated "'so that we can shove in the bread.' "'For when she had got Gretel in, "'she meant to close the oven "'and let the girl bake "'so that she might eat her up too. "'But Gretel perceived her intention and said, "'I don't know how to do it. I, I, "'How do I get in?' "'You silly goose,' said the hag. "'The opening is big enough, see? "'I could get in myself.' "'And she crawled toward it and poked her head into the oven. "'Then Gretel gave her a shove that sent her right in, "'shut the iron door and drew the bolt. "'Gracious how the old woman yelled. "'It was quite horrible, but Gretel fled, "'and the wretched old woman was left to perish miserably.' 
Gretel flew straight to Hansel, opened the stable door, and cried, Hansel, we're free, the old witch is dead. And then Hansel sprang like a bird out of a cage when the doors opened. How they rejoiced and fell in each other's necks and jumped for joy and kissed one another. And as they had no longer any cause for fear, they went into the old hag's house. And here they found in every corner of the room boxes with pearls and jewels and precious stones and gold. These are even better than pebbles, said Hansel, and crammed his pockets full of them. And Gretel said, I will bring some home too. And she filled her apron full. But now, said Hansel, let's go and get well away from the witch's wood. And when they had wandered about some hours, they came to a big lake. We can't get over, said Hansel. I see no bridge of any kind. Yes, and there's no ferry boat either, said Gretel. But look, there swims a white swan. I'll ask if she can help us get over. And called out, Swan, swan, come and help us to get across the lake. The swan swam toward them, and Hansel got on its back, and bade his little sister sit beside him. No, answered Gretel, we should be too heavy a load for the swan. He will carry us across separately. And the good bird did this, and when they were landed safely on the other side and gone for a while, the wood became more and more familiar to them, and at length they saw the path to their father's house, and they set off to run, and bounding into the room they fell on their father's neck, and the man had not passed one happy hour since he left them in the wood, and the stepmother since had died. Gretel shook out her apron so that the pearls and precious stones rolled about the room, and Hansel threw down the jewels and gold and drew them out of his pocket, and all their troubles were ended, and they lived with their father happily ever after. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.